This is the JT and Looney Podcast, Episode 2. So, LeBron's a Laker. Uh, Your dream has finally come true. You Laker homer, you Laker fanatic. You dreamed of this over the years, and now you finally got it. Did not I predict it all along? That LeBron would one day be a Laker. It would be a lifestyle thing. He did what he wanted. I predicted that he would go to Miami, out of Cleveland, because I knew he wanted to move away from mommy for a while and go do what big boys do, and that's move to the big city. It was successful there. And then the redemption story. He's a human being, not a cartoon. Uh, Like we talked about with your friend John Gruden in in Podcast One. You know him personally. It's tough when people take shots at you because uh, TV people and people on television and who entertain on television like LeBron and John Gruden aren't cartoons. They're human beings. They hear the chatter. And he didn't like the chatter in his hometown, uh, the negative chatter about him. So then he goes back to his hometown, wins the championship. Well, guys like that, driven successful people are always saying, what do I do next? Because they're checking off, okay, got that goal, I got that goal, I got that goal. How about Hollywood? That's next. That was my thoughts about the way his successful mind thought, and I was right, and I'm loving it. You were dead right on that, and I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with him going to L.A. When he came to Cleveland, and he was drafted to play in Cleveland, and he ended up going to Miami. I don't like the way any of that was handled. I thought at that point he was a different, younger LeBron. Made mistakes. Very arrogant with our friend Jim Gray and right. the decision and the way he handled that. Even though they donated a boatload of money to the Boys and Girls Club and he did a great charitable endeavor by doing that. I thought he left Cleveland without a championship to chase rings with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. They got two, and that at least cemented his early legacy as a winner. Well, I've always argued with you about this and pointed out that successful people can do what they want, where they want to do it. That's why you're a broadcaster in Las Vegas, because your status as a broadcaster with a nationally syndicated show, at some point you realize, I can do this wherever I want to do it, and you left Los Angeles. You turned your back on the city of Los Angeles. Only because of state taxes. Yeah. The only reason I left, I keep telling this. Well, my wife and I met here. We met right. at a Rolling Stones concert at the Hard Rock Hotel Great at the Center story. Bar. And we moved to the Bay Area. And then we got to Los Angeles for a long run of about 10 years. And we always wanted to come back to Vegas. Not only because we met here, because... There was less traffic, and there was no state taxes. People say you can get ahead, get a bigger house, and all of that. LeBron didn't have any of those worries. He had mansions <laughs> yes, know, right when he came into the league. But getting back to what happened in Miami, in Miami, there was a struggle there. We went after him, and I went after him harder than you, and he went up against Dirk Nowitzki in a championship mm-hmm. and didn't want to shoot. All of a sudden, he didn't want to shoot. He didn't want to go to the rim, didn't want to do anything. That was embarrassing for him early in his career. But I got to give him credit, especially beating the Spurs in a championship on that unbelievable Bosch rebound. Kick out to Ray Allen. Ray Allen hits the shot, saves, and gives LeBron an extra ring because the Spurs had that thing locked down. They had the yellow tape wrapped around the court. It was going to San Antonio. But once he won the two... After that, the only move for him was to go back to Cleveland and get Cleveland a championship, and he proved it. And that. it was a great move. We've watched him mature since that bad TV show with Jim Gray, and we've watched him mature from a guy who really wasn't very charismatic, didn't have very many opinions on anything, and was smart enough a lot of times to keep his mouth shut about anything other than basketball. Now he's a social, political guy. 
uh, trying to, you know, and uh, the things he does, which he doesn't have to do, and I don't think any athlete is required to give back to the community. I think a lot of times the smart thing is to save your money. And we don't require Bruce Springsteen or Mick Jagger to give back to the white community. I don't know if LeBron should necessarily have to give back to the community, but he is. And what he's doing there is amazing. As a guy in his 30s, it's been fun to watch his brain grow and how he can put his sentences together and say smart things where he couldn't with Jim Gray when he was making his decision. The difference between the immature LeBron and the mature LeBron has been incredibly fun to watch. LeBron's gotten a lot of heat over the years because people are jealous of him. They're jealous of his success because he went right from high school to the NBA, was very successful. And then since then, from time to time, he reminds people of how successful he is on a banana boat with his buddies. (laughs) He's with Magic, and he's overseas in Italy off the Amalfi Coast. And we all know how great of a person he is. What I love about LeBron James, and I don't like everything about him, but what I love is the fact that he has been a great role model. With all the athletes that we've talked about over our careers who get in trouble, make all these mistakes. LeBron James has a level of character where more people should be rooting for him because he plays all out on the court and he's pretty quiet in his personal life. He seems to be a good father. I remind everyone he got married on his own terms. Oh, yes. You know, he didn't want to get married like that most of us who get married Reverend before JT. they have children. <laughs> he just wanted to wait around and feel it out. But overall, I give him credit. So let's get back to L.A. He's in L.A. now. And we talked about the battle of L.A. between the Chargers and the Rams. LeBron owns that city. But initially, it was fun because all the Kobe fans didn't like him. How's that changing? Well, I also think that that was kind of exaggerated. Remember when he left Cleveland, there was that guy burning a jersey, and people would say, the Cleveland fans burned jerseys, and they didn't. It was a guy, and they just kept replaying that guy burning a jersey when he originally left Cleveland the first time. And there was somebody, some tagger, who uh, was spray-painting over LeBron's mural in Los Angeles when they first put one up. That was up. a big story. It was. I mean, I, I remember, it was up. the middle of the summer and nothing was going on. Somebody said it was Kobe fans. Was it that a conspiracy theory as we always talked about? Because <laughs> no one could put up a camera and figure out who did that. There was no one standing guard by the mural and trying to figure out who would do this? Well, I don't know that they they really have cameras for murals in Los Angeles, <laughs> for graffiti in Los Angeles. Yeah, I but, forgot. I'm in Vegas. We have cameras everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I apologize for that. Uh, and somebody just surmised it was a Kobe fan. I don't know that it was a Kobe fan. Who's a bigger <laughs> Kobe fan than me? Maybe it was you. Maybe, <laughs> no. the, maybe it was you. And it didn't bother me that LeBron was coming to the Lakers. I wanted them to be good again. So I wasn't one of those weenies that say, oh, let's, let's, let's keep the young guys together. I don't want LeBron. I didn't believe anybody when they said that. And even the guys who said that flipped immediately and got really excited when LeBron showed up. It's more complicated because I always believe LeBron, as good of a person as he is, there's a lot of complications around him. He's a coach killer. If he doesn't like certain players, you're done. If he doesn't like you, if you don't fit in well with you, believe me, he's the GM, he's the coach, he's the captain. He makes all these decisions from David Blatt to Ty Lue, and he'll make decisions with Luke Walton down the road, even though it'll be Palenka and Magic making that. No, no, it's LeBron James. This is his life. He's a megastar, and he'll do that. 
this is not a very good team, nor was it supposed to be a good team, let alone great, his first year. Do you believe they're going to become great? Well, you and I have been watching. We've been together doing talk radio for 14 years. We remember when he was going to the finals with Zudrinus Ilgauskas and Booby Gibson. Booby Gibson. Is this Laker team better than the ones with Zildrinus Ilgauskas and Booby Gibson? I say yes. Yeah, I, I think say they have they... talent, but they're very young and Ingram and... You, know, you look at Lonzo and some of the players there, they're just, as you talk about, green bananas. They're so early in their career that they can't keep up or play at a level of the mind like worried. LeBron James. I'm not worried. The GM, LeBron James, <laughs> has done a great, did a great job in Cleveland in getting his team to the finals by insisting on this guy and that guy and this coach and that coach. Did the same thing in Miami. They always went to the finals, came back to Cleveland joined the worst team in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers, immediately took them to the finals and won. Why won't he be able to be a successful GM bringing in guys to the Lakers and do the same He's thing? too late in his career to do it via draft picks because the Lakers are going to be in a position where if you look at some of the great players coming out of Duke or the young kids, if the Lakers are fortunate enough to get a good draft pick, that's one thing. LeBron's running out of time. LeBron has a chance to be the greatest of all time. Just like we talked about on Podcast One about Joe Montana and Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and we disagree on this, I believe that LeBron, he's not going to go 6-0 and like Michael Jordan. That's done. Michael Jordan, yep. in a lot of people's mind, is the greatest of all time because he never lost in the NBA Finals. We are Finals. required to say that or they won't give us a podcast. Absolutely. But for what LeBron is doing... He has a chance if he sticks around because he wants to wait till his son Bronny gets to the NBA. And he's serious about that. I buy into that. He could play another four or five years. He wants to be like the Griffies. He wants to be that guy. He'll leave the game as the all-time leading scorer. That's huge to me. I love records. Mm -hmm. Most home runs. I hated what Bonds did to get there. But LeBron is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar we forget that Carl Malone was a Laker. Let's not forget that. Right. He tried to sell his soul for a dollar and God play for them. Him. But if LeBron ends up leaving with at least one more championship with the Lakers, after one in Cleveland and two in Miami, he blows out Jordan all-time in playoff stats, rebounds, assists, and points. We all love points in this country. Mm-hmm. How many points you have? LeBron has a chance to be the greatest of all time. I know that drives the Jordan fans crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, Jordan's daddy, and it always drives Jordan's fans crazy when any, ever anybody's threatening uh, any of his records, etc. But his records got passed by Kobe Bryant, yeah. and his records will get passed by LeBron James. And you're saying, can he do it with this team? No, but this is just a project, JT. And the general manager of the Lakers, LeBron James, I think will be really successful at bringing in other free agents or people who will demand a trade like Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. I'm not asking too much. Maybe Kevin Love will come on over to the Lakers. Yeah, you too, always said he, that. You said they get more. Right, and Chris Paul, and that's all I ask is a little, a little for a roster that includes you those everybody. guys. I do. You I'm a Yankee fan. Have. I want everybody. I yeah, want Bryce. Same. I want them yes, all. Exactly. But what it comes down to, the biggest problem for LeBron has been a recent problem, and it's going to stay with him, and it's the Warriors. Now, I remember the Warriors when they sucked. I lived in the Bay Area, and they couldn't move tickets. So they came to me and said, JT, we got this section in the lower bowl that we'd like to fill with your listeners. We'll give them little brick uh, cardboard cutouts, and we'll try to get people there because no one would go. 
to Oracle Arena to see the Warriors. Do you still play. remember the number? Of course I remember the number, 1-888-GSW-HOOP. I've been saying it for years. If you call 1-888-GSW-HOOPS, they'll sell you tickets, season tickets or tickets to the game, and they were terrible, but their fans were special. Their fans loved Run TMC. They loved those type of teams, but they could never win because your mighty Lakers were unbelievable. There were the Spurs, other teams out there. Now the Warriors have become a dynasty. And they are a dynasty. Perfect time for my definition of a dynasty. Here we go. To become a dynasty, you have to win three in a row or three out of four. You can't be a dynasty winning every other year. You can't win two in five years and be a dynasty. That's not a dynasty. The Warriors lost one to LeBron on the epic block that pinned a up against the backboard, that would have been four in a row. And we would have been considering them one of the greatest dynasties ever in the NBA. If they win again this year, that'll be four championships in five years. That's what your guy That's LeBron's the JT dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what a dynasty is, JT? Nancy Pelosi, isn't it? You know what? Her <laughs> father was the mayor of Baltimore. She is now a congresswoman. The Bushes. You know, great-grandfather was a United States senator. Grandpa was a president. Dad was a president. Generation after generation. That Your Yankees are a dynasty. Grandpa's team won. Dad's team won. My team won. The, the Warriors won in the 70s, then they won in the 20-teens. That's not a dynasty. But you wouldn't call the Spurs a dynasty no. for winning every no, other not, year. Yeah, no, once every blue moon, the Spurs. <laughs> they're, 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 their fans used to get so upset and still do when I say that, but a blue moon is every four or five years, and that's the Spurs. They win a championship every four or five years. So the way the Warriors have been built, and Joe Lacob, and if you go down to Bob Myers, the GM, and the way the foundation of that team has been built recently with Steve Kerr, who's now won three championships. Done an amazing job. job. Steph Curry, they didn't get lucky with, but there were draft picks before Steph. That's luck. We wouldn't be talking about the Warriors if Steph didn't go there. Clay Thompson is one of the great teammates that we've seen in the modern era. Just a type of guy who doesn't care about anything other than setting up his teammates, hitting open shots. Draymond Green. I bought heads with a lot of people. I think he's a great player because he'll do everything to win. He'll be the bully. He'll be the rebounder. He'll be the passer. He'll take the big shot. I love that about him. But now what cements them as a dynasty is Kevin Durant. They get the best player to do what LeBron did. When LeBron looked at Miami, he said, if I go there, we can win. Durant left Russell Westbrook. It was the smartest decision he ever made because he chased rings but he got MVPs in the NBA Finals, so we we can't criticize him anymore for being a guy chasing championships because he delivered. Well, it fits my theory that successful people are allowed to work in what city they want to work in and do what they want to do. He's doing what he wants to do for a living. He's doing it to the highest level. Not many other people in the world can do what he does, so he's allowed to do it wherever the heck he wants whether we like it or not. The way they built this organization, because they're moving from Oakland to San Francisco, uh, the ownership, the team owns it, unlike in Las Vegas where we have hotel taxes. (laughs) We collect money on guys like you who stay in hotels. Uh, They're building a state-of-the-art arena in San Francisco for the Warriors. Now, we can debate on a different podcast. That's going to price out some of the fans. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it more Silicon Valley-ish the way I think it's killing the Niners and the Niner fans that love Hunter's Point, love Candlestick. But the question is, will Durant stay? Because if he wins another, he'll have three championships. He'll be a part of this dynasty. And then Durant can chase LeBron 
to Los Angeles, and who's going to criticize him after winning up in Oakland and winning these championships? A couple of things about his personality. We know he's thin-skinned and needs oh. to be loved, Oh, and uh, which may describe you and me as well. <laughs> Oh, me, thin-skinned, as we're recording this, and I'm looking at the results of my last tweet? No, I'm not thin-skinned. But also, in terms of how that team, you know, they have to sell personal seat licenses. That stuff is probably kind of boring to the average fan. But what that is, is people spend a lot of money to have good seats for a great team. And maybe if they just win a championship, and they have to try to guarantee people, you know, if you could write that check for $52,000 this Sunday, we'd really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, and Kevin Durant will be with the team next year. They want to be able to say that. And so they're going to have to give him a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And based on his personality, he's going to like that. I think, in theory, he probably would like to play for the Lakers, but it's going to be hard for him to say no because they're going to need him, and people love to feel needed and, and loved. And that's my point on this whole LeBron story to Los Angeles. No matter what happens— and look, Anthony Davis, you can go try to find right. a way to get a superstar, and they'll be able to do it. Kawhi Leonard. How unique is Kawhi Leonard? Oh, Currently, he's loving it in Toronto. People are running him out of San Antonio. He was a lock to be a Laker. No, he wants to be a Clipper. We don't know about that. But I know this to be true. Unless the Warriors have some type of breakup, right? Clay, Durant, Draymond, and Steph. If that core four stays together, I don't care what the Lakers and LeBron do. I don't think they'll win. And LeBron's just getting older. He's not getting younger. So for LeBron, I know he's going to be able to recruit free agents. Maybe one will be Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant. But if he doesn't get one of those Warriors to come do it with him, the road's going to be much tougher because I don't see young players. Forget about John Wall, Bradley Beal. Giannis is hooked up long-term in Milwaukee. Anthony Davis, I think, is someone. But we can't name six or seven other guys who are going to hook up with LeBron and Boom. It's like Shaq in his prime or Kobe in his prime. There's no one out there that I think that will get LeBron past the Warriors. But sometimes he just needs one guy. LeBron James is like... Oh, but he's older now. And the younger LeBron just needed one guy or Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. The older LeBron, he's going to need Tom more help than that. He makes stars out of guys, though. He does. The way Peyton Manning makes stars out of Austin Collie. (laughs) (laughs) LeBron James can make a big star maybe out of somebody they already have. On the roster right now, like Kyle Kuzma, et cetera. Is anybody going to see this coming? And if it does, it'll blow us away. Will Magic and LeBron ever butt heads? Not a lot of people who just love to kiss ass in L.A. want to get into this. We will. Everything's perfect right now. You know, Magic can get a little bit upset with Luke. He can get a little bit upset on certain topics. Go on radio here and there. What makes us believe this is going to be perfect? It hasn't been perfect for LeBron and his owner in Cleveland. It was never perfect with Pat Riley. Try to get those two guys in a room right now. It won't happen. Why does everybody believe you live in Los Angeles that this is going to be this great love story, LeBron and Magic? Well, that is a great question, and nobody, uh, Mr. Grinch, has brought that no up at all. brought that up. <laughs> So very good. And it's it's a great question because not, you know, Shaquille O'Neal didn't like Magic Johnson. Shaquille O'Neal, that same for the same reason he didn't like Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal always wanted to be the proudest peacock in the room. Shaquille, and so Magic Johnson had to take a, a back seat while Shaquille O'Neal was there. He didn't like, who doesn't like Magic Johnson? Well, actually, Shaquille O'Neal didn't like Magic Johnson. And you're right, not everybody does. And sometimes with somebody the size of the ego of LeBron James, maybe he won't, but I don't see that happening. A couple of other State of the Union topics with the NBA. 
It's the haves and have-nots, and you and I really butted heads over this over the years because every era has a dominant team, the Celtics of the 50s and 60s. Then you go into two Laker runs that are incredible. Larry Bird and the Celtics had an incredible run in the 80s with Magic Johnson. San Antonio has been fantastic, but there's some bad teams in this league. I'm a Knicks fan they are god-awful. They never get better. I mean, the number one media market has Brooklyn and New York, the Nets and Ugh. the Knicks, and they stink. And we're trying to find other teams. Portland could never win out West, even though they're really nice people, and people want them to win. New Orleans isn't going to win anytime soon. Memphis raises their hand every three or four years like this is going to be their noise. year. Yeah. There's a lot of bad teams out there, so that's in favor of your guy LeBron because – I don't think there's a whole lot of competition other than the Warriors. Throughout the history of the NBA, there's always been three or four good teams and lots of bad ones. And that's never changed. What about in the cocaine years? The cocaine years. The cocaine years, it was great basketball. And some people are saying in the 80s, oh, it was better back in the 80s. Yeah, but guys, it was not better in the 80s. They had no drug testing whatsoever. Uh, Guys were falling over because they couldn't make it through four quarters because they were doing cocaine until 6 o'clock that morning. It was That's called Golden Age Syndrome, JT. These are the good old days. This is the JT and Looney Podcast. There are millions of people that don't see LeBron play now that he's a Laker. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Christmas Day when he, you know, he has the primetime games. TNT will throw him up there. But you're living in Boston, New York, New Jersey, Florida, somewhere there on the eastern seaboard, and LeBron's tipping it off at 10.30 at night. There's not a lot of people waking up saying, hey, waiting up saying, i got to see LeBron play. Maybe the first half. People with lives can't watch an NBA yes. game on the East Coast that starts at 10.30 on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, And I've talked Thursday. to gamblers about this, too, because it's changed. You know, gamblers, obviously, on the East Coast, were betting LeBron with Miami and obviously Cleveland. Now they're sitting there going, okay, i got to get my knowledge in, figure out what's going to happen. I want to bet this game. I want to in-game gamble on this game. But back East, LeBron plays... Again, he starts at 10.30 at night. People are starting to talk about this. You'll see him on SportsCenter. You'll see him on the recap shows. But could that have been a mistake for the NBA, not having LeBron in the middle of the country or back east? Because the ratings are proving that LeBron to the Lakers isn't some big spike. Well, yeah, and people people never like it when a superstar changes teams to a team that they hate anyway. And the Lakers always have had a lot of sports hate over the years because they've been so successful. And I think that uh, so there's a lot in that soup. But I think the NBA is probably really upset that their star, you know, their best franchises, their two franchises that are getting the most eyeballs and selling the most jerseys, are. On the West Coast, but there's nothing you can do about it. You still have your secret parking spot near Staples Center yes. now that LeBron's there? Yes, I do. Yes, I You're do. A, I'm not going to talk about my like, secret parking yeah, spot. But how does yes. it cost to park? I know the Charger games, $100. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I took a picture. I know. What does it cost to park now at Staples Center? Has the price of a beer gone up from 12 to 14 because LeBron's in town? Well, What's it like? One time, one time I got free tickets actually to a Clipper game down in the lower bowl, and it was great. And but I don't know how much money I saved by getting free tickets because I remember I went and got two shock tops for $36. Uh, for two beers. So beers are more expensive than the parking. Uh, you, can, you can find parking for 10 a couple of blocks away, 25 and 50. 
uh, closer by. But as I told you, I have a secret spot where I just park on the street where it's free parking after 6. Staples Center is like a giant cheesecake factory to me. <laughs> There's rolling carts of dessert. Right. There's all these levels of sweets. And the fans continue to go. No matter how bad the Lakers are playing before LeBron, right. Laker fans would show up. There's a passion. And it's great that we have this rivalry between the Celtics and the Lakers. My son's starting to see that a little bit. They grew up Kobe fans. My oldest son didn't want LeBron because he was a Kobe guy. But I hope it gets that Celtic-Lake rivalry going because the Celtics aren't as good as we thought they would be this year. Right? They're not as powerful as we right. thought. And the Lakers, it's going to take a little bit of time. I just hope, no matter what happens, there's a team that's very good that can slow down the Warriors. I don't want to see the Warriors lose. I'm not anti-Warriors, but I want to see them earn it. And they had to earn it through LeBron and Cleveland. And now I think the Warriors are set up to win a couple of more championships unless the Lakers get more stars into L.A. And remember, the biggest star on the Golden State Warriors, their homemade star in Steph Curry, has glass ankles. And that could be one of the things that also slows down that train. And Carmelo's not coming back. Uh, Carmelo, <laughs> you know, Carmelo, and you, Carmelo, one of the great, you know, the, the game has changed. And it's so strange that one of the great basketball players in the world. That we've covered throughout our careers on the radio. He was fantastic. Can't get a job. You mean the Grizzlies can't use him? No, no one wants him anymore. He's Why? Because he's old. And he can't play defense. And he doesn't have the hops anymore. Uh, you go quick. You go quick. Tom Brady God. can play through 41 because he treats his body like a temple. Most football players, four years, three years are done. It's too much wear and tear. Same thing with the NBA. And we'll talk about this in a podcast down the road. I always think that NBA players should do this. They should play at the level of Kobe if they can or LeBron or Jordan. And then at the end of their career, just go to the bench. We mentioned Andre Iguodala. Vince Carter. Yeah. Andre Iguodala is a great example. He was great. He wasn't good with Philadelphia. He comes to the Warriors. They say, yeah, you're going to start or you're going to come off the bench. And then extends his career. Carmelo didn't want to do that. He wanted to be a starter. He wanted to be an impact guy. We needed more minutes. If Russell Westbrook, seven years from now, instead of playing 36 minutes a game, wants to come in and play 12, he's got to take a pay cut, less money, and let him have a burst. NBA careers die quickly because these superstars don't know how to go to the bench with dignity and play less minutes. Well, I think it's the DNA that got them to where they are. Yeah. They were the top dog in high school. They were McDonald's All-American. They were the best college basketball player in the country. Many times going from CYO championships to state championships to national championships or at least playing in March Madness in the Final Four. They can't, And then they go on to the NBA, and if, if they are stars, they cannot picture themselves in any other role. And it's a great credit to Vince Carter because he is the throwout statistic. Normally guys with that type of successful attitude can't do it. That ego, which isn't a bad thing that they have, can't wrap their heads around being a sixth man. Well, I want to congratulate LeBron on going to L.A. because it's helped you. You've never looked more fit Thank and you. younger, all because yes. the king came to your city to put pressure I gotta on you. i got to be at Staples Center with my rich and famous show business friends, and I'm not as rich or famous as them, so I've got to <laughs> fit in with my tan and my lean frame. This is the JT and Looney Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.